Welcome to Your Family Dog, a podcast dedicated to helping families love living with dogs. Hi, welcome back to Your Family Dog. I'm Julie Fudge-Smith, and today I'm here by myself. Tina and I could not work out a time to record this, uh, this particular episode due to a series of unfortunate circumstances, such as her having worked on her foundation and didn't really want that noise in the background. And then I'm on vacation and couldn't seem to find a time that both of us had available. So today it's just going to be me and I'm sitting here in Northern Michigan in the Upper Peninsula. And it's a beautiful morning on a Lake Gogebeck, I believe is how you pronounce it. And I decided that we needed to release something this week. So you get just me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to talk a little bit about dogs because, well, that's what I do. And because I kind of think that it's important to understand why it is that, that Tina and I do what we do and what is it that I see in dogs and owners that compels me to keep going forward and to keep doing this and caring so deeply about the quality of life of my clients and their pets. So, I think one of the things that I wrote in a blog once kind of sums up nicely what I had to say. And if you haven't checked out my blog, I suggest you do so. I've got somewhere around 184 of them. There might be something in there that you find of interest or pertinence to you. This particular blog is called Choosing Your New Best Friend. And you can find all my blogs on my website at www.your... No, that's not it. You can find all my blogs at www.apositiveconnection.com. So, this question. We want to get a dog for our family. Do you recommend a particular breed or type of dog? And I go on to say that I get this type of question primarily from people who have not had a dog as an adult, but have fond memories of their childhood canine companion, and they want their children to have the same experience. I want this too. My wish for every family is that they have the dog who curls up next to the rocking chair as mom nurses her newborn, sleeps beside the bed of his six-year-old boy every night, plunks himself in the middle of the family movie night because being with his family is his idea of heaven, and who gently licks away the tears from his teenage girl suffering through her first breakup. Every family deserves a dog whose gentle personality and canine goofiness defines the growing up years. So, I really do want that. I want you to have that dog who's so integral to the fabric and the fiber of your family being that you can't imagine life without him. And unfortunately, not everybody gets that dog. I didn't have that dog growing up, although Molly was always there. She was a difficult dog in a lot of ways. But I've had that experience of having a dog whose very presence makes the whole world just so much better that I really want that for all of my clients. But because this world is an imperfect place and we are imperfect beings, as are they, oftentimes what you need is somebody who can come in and lend a hand and say, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't we look at the problem this way? It's a common saying that uh, it's not the people, it's... It's not the dog, it's the person, it's the owner. And I don't buy that 
I think that owners can make a lot of mistakes. Lord knows I've made a lot of mistakes with my own dogs, and I've learned a lot about dogs from my dogs and from my 18 years of training. But I also know, too, that dogs come with their own imperfections and their own personalities. And sometimes somebody just gets a dog that's an incorrect match for their family and is not and has problems and issues due to their upbringing or whatever that makes it really difficult for that family to mesh with the dog. And we've done several on rehoming, so I suggest you go back and listen to our podcasts on those. That's not what this one's about. This is about helping you find the dog that's right for you and how it is that I see dogs and families. So when I think about my most successful clients, the ones who really make this training work and who really have the connection to the dog that is incredible, there's a couple of things that I notice about them. And the first thing is that um, they accept the dog they have for who their dog is. We all have expectations on life. We have expectations sometimes that are fulfilled and we have expectations that are not. And I think sometimes we have expectations about what the dog ought to be or we have we really want to recreate that experience we had as a kid or that first dog we had. I get a lot of, you know, you know we had, uh, name your breed, a collie before and Sparky didn't ask, act this way. And got that, you know, Sparky was probably a great dog. But, you know, Spitz is too. And maybe Spitz isn't Sparky, but he's great in his own way. So, I think those people who are willing to just accept the dog that they have for his wonderfulness as well as his weaknesses and his goofiness and the fact that he's not their last dog, those are the ones who are truly the most expect they're most um, successful. So as a matter of fact, I um, have a couple of other questions that people ask me. One is like, why family dog training? Why don't I offer specialty classes? And putting the practical aspects aside that I do in-home training so I don't have the equipment or the space or a facility, um, there's a fundamental reason why I focus on family dog trainings. All right, we're going to pause for a second as the traffic goes by. There we go. Most dogs belong to a family and will never pursue another career in sports or service work. So if a dog can't function as a well-membered member of his family, he's not going to get much of a chance to further his education or to pursue extracurricular activities. So my goal is to make sure that you have a happy, well-mannered member of your family so that you both can achieve most of the expectations you may have of one another. And My goal for family dog training is to provide owners with a variety of tools in their toolbox, their canine management toolbox, that will help them to communicate clearly and easily to their dog what is expected of them. In that understanding that having a well-behaved dog is so much more than just teaching the basics of sit, down, stay, and come. 
It's really about learning to, as I said, love the dog you actually have. And to understand that dog training is a communication method. When I use positive reinforcement training, what I'm hoping to give you is a method which opens up to you and your dog a lifetime of learning together. And this relationship that you're going to build with your dog, it's based on clear communication and trust that you will interact fairly with him, will do more to create a consistently well-behaved best friend than any particular training method. So what I really want to help people do is develop a means by which they can communicate clearly to their dog what it is they want and teach them how to understand what their dog is communicating back to them. Because it's this essence of communication between the two species that's going to provide them with the experience that they long for. That experience of connection with something outside of myself, another species, another way of viewing the world that I would never experience if I couldn't have a dog. And so I really want to help people understand that there's a way of being, a way of interacting that's going to give you a relationship that doesn't replace but truly enhances all your other relationships. Having a dog by your side who leans into you when you're feeling sad and who is eager to do whatever it is you want to do, whether it's play ball, go for a drive, hike in the woods, or watch rom-coms, that he wants to be right there, part and parcel of your life, elevates your sense of connectedness, not only to dogs, to the world, to people, and I want that for everyone. And I want them to love the particular dog that they have, who sometimes, you know, it's kind of hot on the couch tonight, Mom. So I think I'm just going to lay on the floor and put my head on your feet because that's what I want to be is next to you, but not on top of you tonight because it's just too hot. And that's okay to be able to extend some freedom and some space to them, knowing that just because I'm not right on top of you, I'm still connected to you. So that relationship that has the flexibility to grow and to be that connection that you never thought was possible. And that's what I really hope for, for all of my owners. So I had a friend tell me once that she has a hard time calling what she learned from me training. Rather, it's about relationships and has allowed her dogs to more clearly communicate to her what they need such as having the water bowl filled, thank you very much. And it's also given her the ability to understand and appreciate the uniqueness of each of her dogs. That really, truly is, in essence, is the purpose of family dog training. Learning to love and work successfully with the unique canine who shares your hearth and home. And that's what I want for every one of you. I want you to find that dog and to build that relationship that allows you to take it to the next level, to be able to communicate and be part of the canine world and have that canine world be an integral part of yours. So it's a short episode today, just a, well, it looks like it's going to be less than 15 minutes, but 
remember that Tina and I are here because we really care about you. We care about uh, the relationship that you have with your dog. And what we want more than anything else for you is to have that family dog that brings such joy and compassion and excitement and goofiness to your years with him and to your family. So with that in mind, thanks so much for listening to Your Family Dog. We're very grateful for your listening. We're grateful for your uh, loyalty. And we hope that we can continue to provide for you good quality content. And if you like us, let us know. Until then, go out and have a fabulous day with your dog. And uh, give him a treat from Tina and me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Your Family Dog. Got questions? Interesting ideas? Visit www.yourfamilydogpodcast.com to share your thoughts.